0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Incohesivity Podcast with your host, me, Asia. I am your host, god damn it. Welcome to the podcast. Wow. I <laughs> cannot remember the last time. I recorded a podcast- it had to have been months ago- and you you wanna- you wanna know what, fuckers? I had- I have an excuse. I do have an excuse. I have the best fucking excuse. Fuck you. I can't even remember, like, the total sequence of events, um, but a lot has happened. A lot has changed for me. Um, a lot has been going on in my life. Um, wow. So I believe that this is really going to be a long podcast because I have so much to talk about. The things I have to talk about. Let me, hold on just one second. Let me turn off my heater. Because I don't want that in the background. There we go. Silence, relatively. Um, yeah, so first off, if there's anybody who's actually listening to this after I've took in, taken such a long fucking break, thank you so much for listening, um, and thank you so much for being patient with me. Um, I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, and to that point, I, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just gonna get into it, um. I guess chronologically speaking, a couple months ago, I think was the last time I made a podcast, um, Anchor, which is my distributor, thank you Anchor for fucking up my whole system. I actually could not um, upload a podcast for a hot second. I did not understand why, but Anchor was giving me like the hardest fucking time with uploading a podcast. Um, and so I skipped a week. And then I skipped another week. um, Because once I fall out of a pattern, I just, I never go back. Um, Luckily, I am back. Um, And then after that, what happened? After that, my health started to make changes. Um, So the story is, it was a Thursday. I remember specifically it was a... No, it was a Wednesday night. I started having uncontrollable muscle movements. I have ADHD. Um, So I just figured I might be stimming. Um, I never stimmed before. I was just like, okay, I'm exhausted. I'm probably stimming. This is probably an ADHD thing. I'm gonna go to sleep and wake up in the morning and everything's gonna be back to normal show enough I woke up in the morning and guess who was still having uncontrollable muscle movements huh this boy so that did cause a little bit of concern on my part because we don't just have uncontrollable muscle movements I would prefer all of my muscle movements to be Mm -hmm. controlled but obviously that wasn't the case here that day um, so that Thursday morning, I made the executive decision to go to the emergency room because, um, I'm not just gonna have uncontrollable muscle movements and then not go to a fucking doctor. Like, that's dumb. Um, so yeah, sure enough, I went to the ER and... And they asked me a series of questions. They asked me, okay, are you taking any medications? Because I feel like, because their first assumption was that, oh, I might have taken a medication that has um, uncontrollable muscle movements as a side effect. I said, no. They said, has this ever happened to you? I said, no. They said, is there any lifestyle changes, anything? Head injury, yada, yada. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I woke up one morning and I was like this. I woke up this morning doing this and I was um, having tics and spasms while I was there, so obviously they could see. They were like, okay, well, let's take you back and run blood tests and give you some medications. They gave me some meds, which had me feeling knocked the fuck out, but they did make my tics stop. And they told me that I had a tic disorder because I had expressed to them that I have always had something that I assumed was an anxiety tic. Where I would turn my head to the left. It kind of evolved from when I was younger from being just like shivers to being like full on, like throw my head to the left. Um, and so they explained, yeah, that's a tick. And if you've had this since you were a kid, chances are, dumbass, you have a tick disorder. You never went to the doctor for that. I was like, huh. No? <laughs> what? Why would I? Go to the doctor for something so rudimentary. Um, so that Thursday afternoon, I got out of the ER in the afternoon. They had referred me to a neurologist. Um, fun, fun, fun. After that, um, I think that was a Thursday, um, I went on about my week I was having muscle spasms and they did give me um some medications that they thought would help with the muscle spasms really all they did was make me exhausted um they prescribed um benztropine and benadryl um to help stop my muscle spasms benztropine is a medication that is commonly used in parkinson's um So they gave me those and they said, take the Benadryl, take 50 milligrams of Benadryl. And if 50 milligrams of Benadryl does not work, then take one Benchapine. They only gave me a five day supply. And by Sunday, after being on that Sunday, the Sunday after that Thursday, I was literally on 50 milligrams of Benadryl and, the Benchtripine tablet that they had prescribed me. And I, that Sunday I actually went with my roommate to go get her nose pierced. It was a very fun day. We had a lot of fun, but I was feeling exhausted probably because I was taking Benadryl every day and twice the dosage at that. Um, So that was definitely not fun. Um, I just felt exhausted. I felt tired. My body just felt weird. I can't even really explain it. I just, I felt off I felt wrong besides the exhaustion I just didn't feel good um so I was like you know what okay you got a lot going on right now you're having random muscle spasms um you're taking a lot of Benadryl you could just be having a a a little stress moment you know you could be stressed out you could be tired I wanted to go to sleep um And so I changed into my boxers, my tank top and my bonnet and I crawled into my bed and I tried to go to sleep, but I could not. I didn't feel comfortable, I kept shifting, I just didn't feel right. I can't really explain it, I just- it was just like you know when something is wrong. I just felt like something was wrong so I sat up and I was frustrated, I felt tired. I was like- I started crying because I was literally just done, right? And I, just through all those weird feelings, I decided to FaceTime my sister. And she was like, hey, what's up? And obviously I looked like shit. I was crying and I was like rubbing my face. And I tried to tell her that I literally, what I wanted to say was something's wrong. I don't feel right. But what came out was some wrong, don't, yeah. Like it was broken. Um, I couldn't speak. I was like, oh my god, I I can't get words out. I can't speak. Oh my god. Holy fuck. I was like, yo. (laughs) Like, I'm going to go ahead and say for the record. That waking up one day and not being able to speak is terrifying. I was like, I can't speak. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm trying not to freak out. I am freaking out at that moment because I can't speak. I just attempted to speak and I could not speak. And I feel awful. I was like in my head, but in my head, I was like, okay, logically speaking, your sister is all the way at your father's house. You are all the way at your house what is she gonna do over FaceTime for you, right? Cause I was about to just tell her like, come help me, oh, you know, but like in broken English, that probably was not legible. Um, And I chose not to do that. I actually made the executive decision, which was my best executive decision. And that was to actually just go out and ask my roommates for help. Sure enough, when I tried to stand up to get to my door, I could not walk. And I couldn't control my muscles. I would like to emphasize that given the situation, I, I mean, that was like literally, I I, I don't even know what I was about to say. I'm just going to say that was the most terrifying thing I have ever lived through, especially on the first hand. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. It's like, how do I explain it? If you've ever had a panic attack and I don't wish a panic attack on anybody um if you have- but if you have had a panic attack and if you have multiple panic attacks you know that the first thing you think when you're having a panic attack is oh my god i'm gonna die that oh my god i'm gonna die feeling that is not a good feeling no human being no creature on earth period ever really actually is truly interested in being seriously faced with their own mortality And so for me to literally not be able to walk, not be able to speak, I could feel the strength and control leaving my body. I was just, I was crawling slowly, but I was crawling. I was just thinking, listen, if I'm about to perish, I want a motherfucker to find me, purr, okay? So I... I do manage to unlock my door and open my door and I literally do not get beyond like my doorway and I collapse. I could not control any of my muscles. I was having a full body spasm. It looked like a seizure honestly um, but I was completely conscious and awake. I saw everything that was going on. It was just frustrating that it was happening and I started screaming. I was not saying words barely i was but um you know honestly sitting on my side spasming not being able to get up or speak for myself just kind of peering into my roommate's doorway just on the ground watching the feet move from in front of my face and hear them shuffle around me. Hearing people asking what's going on and start to hear the sound of 911 on the phone. I was looking into my roommate's doorway, shaking and thinking to myself, wow, this is a shit way to go out. I had not ever experienced anything like that before and yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, in all honesty, I think I did get out the words, I don't want to die. Because I was pretty sure in that moment that I was done. Because I I didn't know what was going on. Um, and it was terrifying. But after being in the doorway for so long, I began to realize that I'm not dying, A. B, my stupid body is being stupid and I think my roommates picked up on it because I started grunting and growling and screaming. It wasn't because I was in pain or scared anymore. I was just angry. You know, I was angry in the ambulance. The fucking EMT that was looking after me was a goddamn asshole. Telling me you're having a panic attack. You can just stop this whenever you want. And I kept trying to say I'm not having a panic attack. I've had a panic attack before. This is not a panic attack. And not being able to get those words out. Literally having some white dude infantilize me and invalidate me and I can't even defend myself, right? Sat there shaking. You know, it took him a full hour of me having a full body spasm for him to go up to the front desk and say, oh yeah, you know, I thought this was a panic attack, but obviously she has something else going on. Like, fuck you. And not being able to defend myself or say anything, I was like locked inside of my skin for the first time ever. I lost total control of my body. And... It literally was the most scary thing that I had ever been faced with because considering that for so many years I had lost control of so many different aspects of my life to lose control of my health, not just recently, but over the past couple of years. You guys know that I have joint problems and- and muscle problems and nerve problems and stomach problems that are debilitating and I have survived abuse. There were so many different times where I had control taken away from me, where the small bits of my life that I had power over were just- just shit on. For me to be sitting in that hospital bed, trapped inside of my skin at the mercy of strangers who I knew didn't give a fuck about me, obviously not the EMT at the very least, was I believe the scariest fucking moment of my life. It was like holy shit. The other scary part was that at the moment at the time I didn't know what was going on and I was essentially alone. Um. My family didn't really know what was going on, and even if they did, I was, I am estranged from my family. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to be like that forever. I mm-hmm. didn't know how I was going to function if I was. Um, I. I just, I didn't know. So. I spent four days at the hospital. Um, after that, doctors trying to figure out what was going on with me. Um, just trying to get me stable. Um... For four days, my body spasmed. I, it was confirmed that I had a tic disorder plus dystonia. I've noticed in the time that I have been by myself. Well, I'll get into that later. Um, but that hospital visit wasn't just a hospital stay. Um, it wasn't just me being sick and being locked in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was humiliation. I had to pee in front of people. They wouldn't let me get out of bed on my own. I knew that I couldn't stand and walk by myself but that was besides the point okay. I had to piss in front of people. I literally did not shit the entire four days I was in that hospital because I would have to shit in front of somebody. So constipated when I got back home. Holy crap. Um I lost ten pounds while I was in the hospital. Over the course of four days I lost ten pounds. I was not in good shape. And on the last day that I was in the hospital or or, or on the, the second day I was in the hospital okay let's do this chronologically on the second day i was in the hospital i was still trying to regain control of my muscles i was speaking but i was struggling to speak and i was very much struggling to do basic things such as hold spoons um, just control my muscles just do basic motor skills um i had just asked the cafeteria woman that delivers our meals to us if she, she she asked me, she asked me. She was like, you know, cause I wasn't eating much. I did not have an appetite in the slightest. And she was like, is there anything special that you want? Do you want hot chocolate? And in broken fucking words, a bitch said, yes, absolutely, expeditiously bring that. And she was like, She's so nice. She was so nice. She was like trying to get me to eat. I really did not want to eat. I didn't feel like eating. When I get anxious or stressed out, I." food is not on my agenda but I did want hot chocolate and so she stepped out to get me hot chocolate and like maybe like a couple seconds after my dad walked in. I haven't seen my dad in a year. I haven't. Um, he just walked in. I was pretty drugged up. If I if I remember correctly he probably did call to let me know that he was coming. i was just hazy they had me on meds during those first like days a couple of days i was in the hospital um he came in and he just sat there he didn't really talk much and i didn't really talk much mostly because i couldn't really talk um and i was weak it wasn't like i was getting out of bed and shoving him out the room or anything like no and almost as soon as he sat down and got comfortable on the fucking hospital couch um the lunch lady came in with the hot chocolate and I was then making it my primary focus at that moment to pour my hot chocolate packet into this hot water in the cup that she had provided me with a lid on it and so my first task was to get the lid off of the cup so that I could expose the water in the cup um which sounds very simple, but at the time I didn't have control of my muscles. And so I was focusing, I was focusing and struggling and shaking and tremoring and doing my very best to get my hand at least close to the lid. Um, and my other hand wrapped securely around the cup so that I might be able to spasm it off even. Um, and my father watching me struggle did offer, he just- he did say, hey, do you want some help? I didn't want his fucking help. I didn't even want him to be there. But I did. I did. I did want him to be there. But I didn't at the same time. I- I don't know. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I- he didn't stay very long. He sat and watched me struggle to get the hot chocolate into the cup and mix it up and get the lid back on. And I did that. It took me some time, but I did accomplish it. And I got to enjoy my fucking hot chocolate mm-hmm. that I made my fucking self, um, which was nice. And my hospital stay was filled with coworkers coming to visit me, which I hated. Um, my friend, Leo, coming taking time off of his work day to come visit me which was nice and it was actually on the last day of my hospital stay that my father came again at that at the time he came I had no idea if I was going to be discharged or if I was going to be transferred to a rehab program at another hospital um And so he came in different from when he saw me the first time I was not in my hospital bed actually they had just given me a walker and they had gotten off my fucking case and they let me walk around and do stuff well they didn't really let me walk around and do stuff but they did give me a fucking walker so of course I was going to walk around and do stuff regardless of what they had to say they were monitoring my heart from the nurse's station so if my heart rate raised too much they would come in and absolutely fucking axe me but that's Beyond the point, I was sitting on the armchair adjacent the couch that my father had previously been sitting on in his hospital visit two days earlier. And I had my walker in front of me and I was actually watching TLC, My 600 Hundred Pound Life, because... Despite the fact that I was probably worse off than anybody that I saw on that show watching them, unfortunately, and this is horrible, but I will admit it did make me feel as though I was better off, which I was not. By <laughs> I was not better off at all. I couldn't fucking walk. Um, and there he did arrive, this time completely without notice. And he sat in the couch adjacent to me and he greeted me and he sat there and you know, now that I was out of my hospital bed I was speaking clearly I had better control of my arms and my muscles and you know I was wobbling to walk a little bit but I was sitting down upright not in my hospital bed that time and I felt stronger and there was this thought that crossed my head while he was walking into the room past me I thought to myself wow he looks small and he did he looked smaller than he had ever looked before My father always was, you know, he's six foot something. He's skinny, but he was always muscular. He always seemed kind of big. But like that day, even though I was in a shit position, he looked very small to me. Very, very small. His clothes looked baggy and he looked skinnier than I had ever remembered him looking. And... He sat on that couch, legs crossed, arms spread out across the top of the couch. And I was angry. Angry because he was sitting on that couch with his legs crossed and his arms spread out like he owned the couch, was so much grandiose, you know? So I said, why are you here? Because it was an honest question I think I probably had from the first time he came to visit. Why the fuck are you here? So I asked him, why are you here? And he said, because I'm your father and I love you. And. That made me even more angry. Because there were so many opportunities in the past before I decided to remove you from my life for you to be my father and love me and now and I can promise you the situation was that somebody pushed him to show up now when I am at my very 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 worst immutably undeniably 100% without a question of the doubt ill and suffering now when I am at my very fucking lowest okay? Not when I told you I was getting overwhelmed with raising your kids, that I was overwhelmed with maintaining your house because your wife is too fucking depressed to do it herself. Not when I told you that I was too overwhelmed with my full-time job. Not the fact that when I told you years ago that I was overwhelmed with the amount of constant chronic pain I was in and I had no answers and no fucking medical support. A teenage girl. Having to deal with curling up in her bed in a ball from the absolute agony she was suffering from. The pain I was in. When were you there? Where were you then? Where were you then? Huh? Why couldn't you have been my father and loved me then? When I told you I was right on the edge of taking my own life because of how much shit I was having to deal with because of him. Because of my mother. When I told him I was dealing with too much and he handed me a cup of water and went off to work. He wasn't my father then. He didn't love me then. And now all of a sudden you're just going to mosey into my hospital room and sit there like you own shit and tell me that you're my father and that you love me. If you were my father and you loved me you wouldn't have let our mother abuse us to the point where I can't even remember my fucking childhood. He knew, he admitted that he knew that we were being abused and he didn't do shit. Shit, I have scars, physical scars from when she cut me open with an exacto knife scars from when I screamed out mom I'm scared you're scaring me and she grabbed me by my collar and said don't you ever say that about me again I have a scar on my chest from being scratched then. There are CPS records from all hospitals from when she beat me so hard she drew blood. And just to match those records, there's also a CPS record from when she cried to CPS about how awful of a child I was. Even though I was the one that was beat, he knew that shit was happening. And back then he wasn't my father and loved me. How fucking dare he sit across from me in that fucking couch and tell me that he was my father and he loved me. So I told him to get the fuck out of my life. I told him in plain words, my life is better without you. Leave. And you know what sucks the most about that? Is because I meant those words from the bottom of my heart. From the bottom of my heart. My life is better without him in it. And the most painful thing is the most painful and ironic part about all of that is that despite the fact that I know for a fact my life is better without my father or my mother or my grandmother or any of my stupid aunts and uncles in it, despite that fact I felt so sad seeing the only man that I've ever called a father walk out of my life even though I asked him to because I want a dad. I want a mom. I want parents, I want elders that love me and can raise me and can support me and to care for me and I don't fucking have that and he was the only model for that that I had and I felt sick to my stomach that I lost it. And that is- that is- that is awful. To do what's best for yourself and let your abuser walk out of your life and still feel sad that they're gone because at the end of the day, biologically speaking, it's his sperm that's laced up in my DNA strand. (laughs) And it's not even probably that I wanted him to be a father. I think it's more like I just wanted a father. And the only one I was given I had to throw him away, because he was doing damage to my life. That hospital visit, I- that hospital stay, once they released me. I was very damaged once I left. Very damaged, very injured, not doing so good at all. Because I left with a walker. I left permanently impaired. Disabled. I'm now disabled. I'm officially disabled. I left having completely removing- removed my parent from my life or the adult that was supposed to be my parent and i was alone i had to go back to my room which felt different because i had been away for so long i had to smile and i had to be cheerful so as not to make anybody else uncomfortable and i was sad I laid in bed with this fear that had lingered for weeks following this. Which was oh my god, I don't want to die alone. I started thinking about how maybe now it's a good idea to go to the Imam and just marry anybody's son, even if I'd never be happy with them because at least if I died in my sleep somebody would wake up and find me. I was crabby and I felt like shit because I felt like I had to mourn the loss of the one thing I held valuable and that was my ability to run and walk and move and go wherever the wind took me. And the wind can't carry somebody who's more than just themselves. The wind doesn't carry your walker with you. The wind doesn't carry your walking stick with you. The wind doesn't carry your emergency contacts and your medical cards. It doesn't. It'll only carry you. (laughs) And I just, I was sad. Not too long after that, maybe like a week or two after that, I hung out with my friend Leo who had come to visit me in the hospital. And I was feeling insecure and awful. Honestly, I felt, like shit, the feeling had not changed. I'd gotten over the thing with my father. I, I have my cousins, I have my siblings. I have my friends, I have my roommates. I have people that care about me. I didn't need a father back then. I didn't have a father back then. I don't have a father now, nor that I need one. I guess it was just me mourning the loss of something that I was never granted. But I felt like shit because of my health. And, um, but I did go hang out with my friend, Leo, because I thought, you know, maybe if I do something that I normally do that I would feel better. And I didn't. I was crabby and shitty and I was being a total asshole to him the whole time because I was, I had my walking stick. Because I had my walking stick. And people could see me. because Leo would ask me every now and then, are you okay? People would stop me and say, wow, that's a cool walking stick. They saw it. They saw me. You know, we walked for 20 minutes and my legs started aching, but if I'm being honest, I ignored it long enough for me to stay out for about a total of six hours. The whole time I was in pain my legs were weak and i had to resist all of my tics even though at the end of the night i started to loosen up the whole day i was suppressing my tics and redirecting them into my legs which was making it even more difficult for them to walk and people were staring at me and i was sad and i can only really think about myself and how much i was suffering and what i'm going to do with my future now what's left now and I made jokes, and I was mean, and I was upset, and I was a fucking bitch the whole time because. To Leo. Just taking it out on him because. Well, he was getting out of the military soon, and all I could think was, well, he's leaving. He's gonna be gone from your life, so why don't you just abuse him now? And he told me later that it didn't make him feel good. But I didn't care who I hurt because I was hurting, and that wasn't right. It also wasn't right for me to not express that I was in pain, but it was it was such a struggle for me. I think my biggest struggle at first dealing with this was really just being seen. You know, it's, it's really strange. Um, and it's an experience I'm having over and over again. It's an experience I even had today. Where somebody had has been around you for so long and known you to be what they could perceive as normal. And then the next thing you know, you show up in front of them and you're not who you used to be. Not because of anything that you could control, but because of something that's out of your control. I've had to explain over and over again to many different people who are now seeing me post progression of my tic disorder that I've apparently always had. I have to explain to them I have a tic disorder and I use this walking stick or I use this walker to help me maintain my balance because I don't know when or if I will have a tick attack or a spasm that will impair my ability to walk and I want to be able to walk. I can't walk for very long because it exhausts my body and it makes my ticks turn on and it makes it very very hard for me to walk in the first place. I might make random sounds and movements and so it's best for you to just not pay attention to me because it's nothing that you're doing and there's nothing going on. I'm not in danger. I'm not in pain. I don't need help. Just let me tick because if I suppress my tics for too long then they will redirect and turn into a nonverbal tick, tic and most likely it'll trigger my dystonia and I won't be able to walk so just let me have my muscle spasms and my tics yes some of them are funny and you can laugh I would rather you laugh but the truth is nobody is actually comfortable enough with it to laugh not yet at least Having to have a conversation with my boss. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to come back to the office because my tics don't like my desk. Yes, my ticks do not like the desk at my office. I slam on the desk and I kick the desk and I tick and whistle and and click the whole time I'm at my desk and as soon as I move away, everything is fine. Maybe it's just my brain telling me that my job sucks. wouldn't be the first person to tell me that. Um... Having to see my grandmother today. I was actually today- I was actually going to go meet my sister today and my grandmother just so happened to want to see me as well, maybe because she caught wind that I was at the hospital. I haven't seen my grandmother in a year as well. And she saw me with the walker, which was fine. She didn't react too much, but what was different was seeing my second youngest sister She's nine. She saw me and she started running towards me because she hadn't seen me in so long. And then I I saw the look on her face when she saw my walker. And how her expression changed and how she slowed down. And how the whole time I was talking to her and my grandmother, I just decided that I was going to suppress my tics because... I didn't want to scare her. But it was nice. After my sister and my grandmother left, and it was just me and my first younger sister. And as soon as they were out of eyeshot, I just let her rip and just let all of the ticks that I had pushed to the back burner go, and how she laughed with me. And that was so nice. For her to just laugh with me. Even though everybody at the fucking mall was staring. (laughs) It is so soon for me. You know. I am. Becoming more comfortable. I am. Beginning to accept this. It's just... I think the biggest challenge for me has been the social aspect of being newly disabled and so uniquely disabled compared to other people. It's it's a challenge, you know. I feel like not to say that people who are born with tick disorders like Tourette's or other things or people who are born with neurological disorders don't deal with struggles because they absolutely do but i feel like on my end i wasn't born with this so i haven't had the years and years and years of wherewithal to be able to just be completely thick-skinned about it i am human this is new you know it jars me and shakes me up every time I pick up a new tick, because I think, am I doing this on purpose? Is this an attention grab? And then you can't stop and you say, oh, what did I do to pick up this tick? How is this tick going to be perceived? Is it going to be okay? And I remember feeling this way when I bought my first cane last year. Because my joint problems have become so severe. And I know that that feeling fades. I know that this feeling fades. It's just that this is so much more involved than joint pain. And the other thing is, joint pain, you could easily ignore it. You know, it's something that a lot of people can relate to. I still look normal, quote unquote, quote unquote normal. But now people stare. I was getting ice cream with my friend. And I started having tics and a woman literally moved out of the way to avoid me because she thought I was on drugs or something. At the restaurant today with my sister I was getting up to use the bathroom and I started having tics because you know it is what it is. I made a movement my body took that as an opportunity and An old lady at the table across from me gave me, like, the sharpest stare. Even people in wheelchairs gave me dirty looks today. Like, fuck you guys, man. Now, now you should know good and damn well not to pull that shit. You know? I... I feel like an imposter. sometimes it just feels like- like I almost feel like I'm doing this on purpose but I know I'm not because I- I don't know. I just start feeling no I shouldn't be allowed to need the aid of a walker or of a walking stick. Why am I using this? This isn't me. I'm not disabled. But I am. (laughs) this is all so strange. That's what I've been going through. That's why I've been taking so much time off because I kind of needed to gather my wits about this. Um, It's not fun. It's not fun to start. Despite all the tears that you've heard shed during this podcast, however, I, I, I have previously expressed and I will continue to assert that I am starting to be okay with this. I'm laughing more. I find that it's it's less useful to pity yourself. Nowadays, I, I have a funny tick or something and I'll laugh because it's it's fucking hilarious um some of my tics are really really funny um like uh when I hold bowls in my left hand specifically my left hand will try to tip the contents of the bowl or just drop the bowl on the floor altogether that's hilarious um sometimes when I'm going upstairs my leg will get stuck mid movement and I will just be sitting on the stair on one leg with the other one bent upwards almost as to get up onto the next step but just it just won't move and I find that hilarious. It happens almost every time I'm on stairs. Um, I have this click and whistle tick which I find to be quite satisfying when I do execute it correctly, um, I have tics that I don't like. I do not like my nonverbal tic. It's fucking annoying. I also don't like the tic where I can't fucking walk because that means I can't fucking walk and that's fucking annoying. Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck everything. I hate that one. Um, I also hate the gasping tic. It sounds like a high pitched anime orgasm. I hate it well actually I don't really hate it so much I just don't like when I do it in the presence of men because first off using such a high-pitched voice just puts me into a position to be infantilized second off um what I don't need is a whole bunch of men thinking that oh my gosh she's like weird and cute and broken like she's an easy target like fuck that I'll bark at you right I'm scared to start barking at people now because I might pick up a barking tick I mean that would be Actually, that'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind picking up a barking tick upon second thought. I will allow myself to pick up a barking tick should it happen. Um, I would not suppress a barking tick at all. Actually, I think that would be fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So uh, the official thing is I have a tick disorder, which makes uh, physical function very difficult for me. Um, I don't know what kind of tic disorder. I've had it for quite some time. After doing some research, it's possible that I have Tourette's. Um, Only because I have both motor and vocal tics. And it just so happened to progress overnight, which, hey, is crazy. Um, But I'm not sure. I'm still working on finding a diagnosis. I'm actually waiting to be fully aware of all of my medical bills from the stupid fucking hospitals they still have bills coming in slowly here and there so I will be addressing all of those first because let's just be honest a tick disorder is not going to kill you unless it does um and either way it it was going to happen anyways so <laughs> um After I address all my medical bills, because I have been in medical debt before and I have no intention of going back. That was awful. It ruined my credit, never doing it again. I will be visiting a neurologist to get a 100% exact and clear diagnosis for what I have. And then I should be able to better address it and be better informed about what's going on, which would be really, really nice for when I'm explaining it to people. Because as of right now, I just tell people that I have a tick disorder because that is what I have been diagnosed with. Um, but yeah, recently I've just been taking it slow. I haven't really been pushing myself to do a whole bunch. I have been trying to get used to my walking aid situation. Um, I am considering buying a wheelchair. Which, I mean, the thought of that gives me what I like to call level 12 cringe. I do not want a fucking wheelchair. I don't even like the walker. I really like my walking sticks though. These are, I have two walking sticks. I bought them. They are custom made walking sticks from a wonderful company in upstate New York, Called Broomhild. They make a whole bunch of really cool walking sticks and staffs and other fantasy gear by hand. Definitely recommend that if you need a walking stick or if you just want some cool, like wizard-like walking sticks for like, I don't know, your DDs or fantasies or whatever you're doing. Um, definitely try Broomhild. They're on Etsy and I think they are on Instagram at Broomhild99. They are not sponsoring this episode. I just really like when a product is good. Um <clears throat> mm-hmm so yes i did order two really cool walking sticks one of them was more expensive than the other because it's like a hardwood and then the first one was made out of poplar wood which was they're both um the first one made of poplar wood was custom made but the other one was pre-made they just had it and it was nice and i could not pass up an opportunity to have it the more expensive one i have not taken out yet i've been using my poplar stick um but i like both of my walking sticks i think they're very cool looking um custom made really cool design um, I prefer them over my walker. Actually, today I was using my walker only because of this other development I have discovered since acquiring a reliable plug. Yes, I smoke weed. Who would have thunk? Um, but the only reason why I actually, because I really previously made no effort to independently purchase cannabis, um, more like I would just smoke it whenever it was offered to me by somebody else because that's just not cheap um but Leo is getting out of the military soon and he has requested that his little get out of the military gift be we get fucking zooted he has not smoked in years god rest his soul he will be dearly missed after he completely greens out um tolerance level doesn't exist. Because of my ADHD, my tolerance is far more advanced than it should be in a very short period of time. So weed is no longer a big deal to me. But one thing it does do is it does suppress my tics. Now this morning, I use my walker not my walking stick like I usually do because I forgot to smoke early in the morning. It does take me about 30 minutes to an hour to kind of get off of the initial high and then be high for the next six to eight hours after um, a bowler blunt. But I did not smoke this morning and by the time I was ready to leave the house and I was thinking, and the Uber was on its way, I was thinking to myself, I could smoke right now, but I would be fucked. I would be fucked. I would be fucked fucked with a capital F so I just decided fuck it take my walker get in the uber go enjoy my day um and I did have a good day I actually bought some new jewelry which I'm really excited to open up one of the favorite things I don't know why it's very satisfying for me when I buy new body jewelry and then crack it open and stare at it and then pour it into my jewelry box and then just stare at it in the jewelry box don't understand why that's just what I do um But yeah, lots been going on. Oh, also I have applied to multiple different herbalist institutions. I'm on the waiting list for um, one herbalist school. I have put in an application for another herbalist school and I have signed up for the volunteer list for a mutual aid um, community apothecary, which is in DC. Um, So I think they're really cool. I am actually trying to pursue being an herbalist. Um, I try- I quit being a firefighter quite some time ago, both because of my physical health, which was shit before this whole tick disorder thing. And also my mental health, it was really taking a toll on me and I just, yeah, you know, useless. Um, I've been promoted to events coordinator for my job, which came with a 50 cent raise, whoo. The 50 cents did nothing but hey, it's whatever. Um, I'm grateful I'm grateful I'm grateful God don't take it away I'm grateful I am grateful I'm very grateful definitely grateful totally grateful mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh what else I have a lot of face piercings I've gotten a new bridge piercing which a bridge piercing goes right through the bridge of your nose not through the cartilage or through the bone there's actually like this little tuft of skin and I have a bridge now Um, I am preparing to get my double clavicle, um, the first half of my double clavicle very soon. I was actually thinking about harassing Dave about it recently just to make sure he hasn't forgotten, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't forgotten. I just, I just want to be impatient. Um, I'll probably call tomorrow (laughs) if I'm being real with you. yeah, slowly paying off these medical bills as they come in, which is really, really great because I have been responsible with my money as of late. Well, not really, but I have money on me, which is different. Um, so I have been paying off these smaller medical bills as they come in. I have two that I need to pay today, one for $30 and one for twelve Don't know why I feel the need to tell this to you. It's my podcast. I can fucking tell you what I want to. <laughs> Shit, not my credit card information though. Yeah. I'm single. If anybody wants to date me, I honestly just want to have a relationship. That's something for sure. That's it. So yeah, I have been, a lot, a lot, a lot has happened. My body fell apart. I had this catharsis about my family. I'm dealing with social angst. I am now an herbalist student. I study herbalism. Um, A fucking... New piercings, more coming soon. Uh, yeah, lots been happening. A lot's been going on. And I, I'm i very grateful for this time I took off of the podcast because I feel like if I was doing podcasts during that like couple of months where I was just a fucking mess, this podcast would turn into a whole like 2011 Trisha Paytas video on her fucking it would be me in my kitchen floor screaming and crying it would not be a good look i am very happy that i took the time off and i hope to come back and start talking about things that matter to me and that i enjoy as i have always done with my podcast just talk about whatever is on my mind as i should because my fucking podcast now the challenge is After recording this podcast, will Anchor fucking upload it? Who knows? (laughs) I surely don't. Um, Actually, I'm tempted to go on to Anchor and see if they would even upload one of my old podcast just to check. Maybe like the file that I wanted to upload the last time was like corrupted or whatever. I don't know how, but I'm just gonna give Anchor a good test because it might be because I record both video and audio when I do these podcasts and Anchor's never really had an issue with that previous, but you never know. Girls can switch up on you. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I... I would like to say that as distressing as this podcast may have been for some people and i apologize for not putting a trigger warning ahead of it but um as distressing as this may have been and as distressing as what i'm go through may seem i am okay um there was this i was actually scrolling through tiktok and i saw this I saw this live and, um, you know, it was actually a live, um, about, uh, this, this woman was talking about how she overcame, um, being newly disabled and she was in a wheelchair when she was doing the live and, You know, she said, I had to reevaluate my situation. She said, I had to, I had to reevaluate. And she, she pointed to her body in her wheelchair and she said, this is my body. And she pointed to her prosthetics, which she had behind her. And she said, those are my legs. If I want to walk, I can walk. I have my body. I have my legs. Therefore, I am complete. I have lost nothing. And I have really been living by that. Because you want to know what? When my legs aren't working, I have my walker. Those are my legs. If my words are failing me, I can type on my phone that is my voice. If I'm spasming and people are staring at me, really that is not my fucking problem. The fact that everybody else is uncomfortable because of me is really none of my goddamn business. Therefore, I am complete. As I have always been. I have always been complete. And you know, I, I think you get to this You get to this kind of standstill or i did i got to the standstill especially the first time that i was faced with a debilitating medical problem i was just so hyper fixated on the concept of everything that i've lost and to be reminded very simply that there is nothing that i have lost i have simply changed was very valuable So I don't know if anybody could take anything from this podcast. um, But I would like to be clear. If you're ever faced with a challenge. If you're ever faced with distress or, or injury or loss. Just please don't get sucked into the despair of it all. Because that's... I mean, it's easy to do that, and it's fair enough to be sad. Please mourn. Don't just shove your feelings aside. Be sad if you're sad. But don't forget that you're still complete. If you lose your arm, you can get a prosthetic arm. You are complete. If you lose your house, you still have your body, and you can always recover. Therefore, there's nothing lost, and you are complete. If you lose your money, remember that money is a Fluid or liquid assets and just as liquid flows out liquid will flow back in you are complete if you lose a loved one and I don't wish that upon anybody but you still have the memory of them and you still have their parts and the pieces of them that they left behind for you therefore you are complete and so are they don't hyper fixate on the despair of it all please don't do that um please just if something bad happens please be sure to reevaluate and to check the perspective because i had to check my perspective and really in doing so i saved myself to an extent i saved myself because i don't know i just my life has been a series of events unfortunate and fortunate and everything in between my life has been a series of events and a lot of times i would get caught up on the bad ones and i am so happy that i am in a place right now where i'm not sitting around thinking about everything that god has inflicted upon me rather i am sitting around thinking Damn, how am I going to have hot girl summer with a fucking walker? Like, those are literally my thoughts. How am I about to shake this ass on the beach in a bikini if I got to tote a fucking walking stick with me? Should I just go ahead and get a wheelchair? But if I get a wheelchair, nobody's going to be able to see my fat ass. Like, those are my thoughts. And these are the thoughts that we should be having not only for this summer or for this year. We should be having these thoughts for the rest of our lives fuck the fact that I'm disabled bitch how am I going to shake it on a, on a stripper pole just once for the culture I just want to know do I have to get one of those wheelchairs that I actually strap into I don't like my legs still work so I'm pretty sure if I put my mind to it they could strap me up with like one of those safety harnesses to the stripper pole so should I have a muscle spasm or a tick while I'm on the pole and I fall I am caught. I'm pretty sure they have disabled stripper poles and if they don't have disabled stripper poles and that is just my mission in life now I have to make disabled accessible stripper poles so that girls out there in the world can shake what their mamas gave them just once for the culture if not for a lifetime. I am losing my goddamn mind. This is what happens when a kid with ADHD Is left unmedicated and unattended, okay? My sister was telling me today, she was like, you need to stop smoking so much weed and be sober. I was like, the world is a better place when I am high. And this is a prime example of that. Um, (laughs) I love how we were like, we were like on a very serious topic and it all just descended into just, just stupidity. Stupidity. Um. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, how do I remove this? Yeah, so anyways, this is it. I, I think I'm done talking for the day this is my update this is my welcome back podcast I hope everybody's doing great um should I come up with a new quote oh shit my roommate just offered me croissants and bagels hell yeah um I feel like I should come up with a new quote Yeah, I have the perfect quote. I have the perfect quote. The thing that I just said would make the perfect quote. Um, so to end this podcast, in the words of Asia Scott herself, make a disabled stripper pole and shake that ass on the pole just once for the culture, if not for a fucking lifetime. Do it for the culture. Do it for life. That ass is yours. Shake it. Use it. It's beautiful. I believe in you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I've missed doing the outros. Hold on. This is... This was... Jesus. This was your most recent... I, I can't even remember how I did it. This was your episode of the Incohesivity Podcast with your host, me. I hope you all have a fucking better day than I had a better month and a better year than I've had jeez it's only April oh my god it's only April we already on the bullshit and it's only April that is a damn shame alright gonna end the podcast y'all have a good one <laughs>